it even more. You're listening to Two Cents Radio with Rob, Nico, and Nick. This is episode 351 for May 27th, 2023. Hi, everybody. I'm Rob. This is Nico. Nick here. Wow. You you just had to come in like real hot. Like, oh yeah, listen to my new mic. <laughs> the maiden voyage of the new podcast Is this the first stuff? show? Yeah. This wow. is the first show I've done with uh, the new Roadcaster Pro. Nice. You're a pro now. The new mixer. Yeah. Pretty fancy. I have oh, to say, fancy. it's pretty fancy. It's fancy schmancy. And then I got. Some I new assume mics all with of it. the listeners right now are waiting with bated breath for you to tell them all of the features, <laughs> the specs. <laughs> yeah, they don't give a fuck. I'm sure they all know what a mix minus is. Yeah, I've been. I've been so excited to get this thing. I think I sent uh, Nick it out of a picture when it first came in the mail, and I was like telling all my friends, like, "Holy shit, guys! I just got a new mixer today." <laughs> As they're People telling are like, me, what, like, you ma- you're making bread? What do you yeah. mean? You gotta- <laughs> well, yeah, right. That's what I mean. Like, you know, they've been like, yeah, I just got engaged or whatever. Just got a new promotion. I'm like, guys, wait for this <laughs> <Mixer>. one. <laughs> and then I realized about halfway through, none of the features that I've described to them make any sense to a normal human being. <laughs> dude, it's got multi-track fucking editing in it, dude. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> um, automatic de-hummer. It's got AI. Cool, bro. <laughs> As they AI. slowly back away. Uh, just tell them it just tell them it it's an AI that edits yeah. your, your podcast live and everybody would be impressed. Uh right, yeah. And um yeah. So apologies if this doesn't sound a hundred percent perfect yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm still because I mean, that's the what sentence. we strive for on this show. One hundred percent perfect perfection. That's right, <laughs> and nothing less. Nothing less. That's why uh, all of our facts are checked well in advance. Absolutely. Of, yeah. Absolutely. We have our script laid out for today. We sure do, and <laughs> no my, fake news in this show. Lots of twists and turns in this one too. <laughs> A real third act twist is coming. <laughs> So hold on to your seats. Uh, yeah, no, you got your new uh, mixer. I have a new drone. Fun. Of course, of course, the wind is blowing too much to go fly it. So nice. Yeah, yeah. you can fly I've, it inside. Yeah, that doesn't go so well. It does. <laughs> this one does have obstacle avoidance, so that's kind of nice. But it's time. It's time to go take the the drone pilot's test. I'm going to become a drone, an, a licensed drone pilot. <laughs> what do they let you do with that? So they, let you, they let you <laughs> drop bombs on children. Yes. <laughs> Duh. Yikes. No, I want to be able to take and sell photos. I think that there's because you can't really do any commercial work legally without a, a pilot's license. Interesting. So there are, are some there are some uh, real estate agents around that have been looking for drone pilots lately. Um, I, I want to just take pictures and, and be able to sell them, like sell prints, stuff like mm-hmm. that. So they let you spy on people is really what this license is for. They let you spy on people without their consent. I can spy on people without a license. Right, but you, I can do but that you now. can't legally take pictures of them. 
Sure, I can. But you can't no, sell you can't them. Sell I them. can't sell them. Right. right. So you can't yeah. let the KGB know what the hell is going on in, uh, yeah, in our closely guarded areas. I mean, uh, but I can I can take the pictures and post them on the internet. I can throw them on my Instagram. But you can't sell them. I can't sell them. I want to be able to take like what is panoramic- that rule though? Why would that be a rule? Because it, you're making money. If I were to make a YouTube video and monetize it. Uh, that would be illegal without a license. Why mm-hmm. though? It, it, it's commercial operations of it's a, a commercial license. Yeah, it's uh, not a license to fly. It's a license right. to sell. Yeah, it's a commercial license. Like you have to have a license to you know be a real estate agent, but you could sell your house without a license. Right. Right. You can learn to you can learn to be a pilot, <laughs> but once you yeah. start flying people for money. <laughs> You have to have a pilot's license. I see. <laughs> I think you need a pilot's license to fly a plane at all. Well, I'm saying to learn to fly. Yeah. But how do you learn without... Uh, uh, anyways. Yeah, well, I, it's funny because my mother's actually taking a real estate class to get her real really? estate license. And I didn't really understand that scam. Like, I don't know why you would need a license to sell houses. Like, it just seems like a scam. There are plenty of industries that you need certain designations just to be a part of that industry for no reason other than because. Money. Right. Yeah. yeah. But like legally speaking, like what kind of moral hazard is there on a society if you have rogue realtors going around and selling houses, having, not knowing what a mill rate is? You know what I mean? Well, doesn't it kind of imply that you're isn't it like a fiduciary thing, right? Like if you don't have the knowledge and to Nick, don't sell use the word house, fiduciary on the just don't. <laughs> Nick. Nick really put Rick, Nick really puts the douche into fiduciary. He really does, doesn't he? <laughs> I'm just saying, if can you're you selling please, somebody's house for them, can, can they have to know what, that you actually what know what you're of doing. That is first before we just move on with the sentence. Can we stop for a second and define the word? Do you need to know what fiduciary yes, means? Yes, of course I do. What does that word financially, mean? Financially, financial, oh, money. Okay, we'll just say financially. No, it, it essentially means that they have to um, have your best interest at heart is really what it comes down to. Like they have to. If, like if all of the, a, the great industries in this country. <laughs> if you have somebody selling your house who doesn't know the basics of the real estate industry, sure. they're not going to do the best job right. at selling your house. What is there to understand? Here's a house. Do you want to buy it? Yes or no? Okay, next person, please. 20%, please. Being able to understand how to negotiate and what certain things in a home are actually worth, right? I mean, there's, I'm sure it's more complicated than just. No, I'm sure it's a complicated job. I just don't know why you would need a license for it. You need a license to cut hair. You do? That's true. Yes. Oh my God. If you want to be like a barber, like somebody who can use a straight edge blade you have to go to like an anatomy class to learn where all of the arteries and everything what? are yeah yeah you have to have a special certification to use a straight I come edge from a blade. family of barbers dude and i'm sure they don't know where the arteries and veins are in the net <laughs> let me, I'll tell let you me, that right let me just now. tell you something something that a lot of us in the podcasting world don't realize is that most industries have certifications <laughs> have standards. requirements yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i'm shocked that there isn't as a matter of fact, maybe there's a business opportunity for us. Maybe we can create a podcasting licensing board. Ooh, that's not bad. <laughs> we create a little course, teach you the basics of podcasts. Yep. 
Right. And then no more than five minutes of banter before, you know, the topic (laughs) begins. Yeah. Get to the fucking point. Easy segues. You know, you announce your segues. Segment number two. (laughs) Right. That's a big one. Yeah. What else would be in the podcasting course? Well, if we were teaching a podcasting masterclass. Bits. You got to come up with bits. You got to (laughs) have lots of bits. That's the important thing, right? Well, there's also, there's the pre-recording, the pre-show, and the the, the post-recording. I love this motorcycle driving by right now. Sorry. Right. You have a motorcycle? Yeah, right. Like, don't record next to a motorcycle. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. Um... Only dick pill ads, right? Me undies ads. I mean, there's only mm-hmm. certain things, or you can, no ads at all. Like right, our Blue Apron. Show. I feel like can kind of get through, but like you know, Casper no, mattress, Casper <laughs> mattress, certainly. <laughs> Bomba's socks. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. I think yeah. it, I think it would be the podcast occupational designation, the pod. So your name, yeah. Nico, on LinkedIn would become <laughs> Nico D. Gregorio, comma POD. POD. Yeah. Yep. Right. Oh yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. So if you guys are interested in getting your uh, podcast occupational designation, reach out to us. <laughs> very it's, affordable. Uh, very affordable. It's a twelve hundred dollar up course. Cost. Well, it's 12. No, 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 Rob, let me handle the business, please, you fool. $1,200 upfront cost with a $600 annual fee to keep it up, obviously. Yeah, I mean, we got to protect the union, too. I mean, those are union dues. But while we're at it, let's just start a podcaster's union. I like that. You know, we can go on strike. Yeah. Could you imagine if we just, like, went on strike from, like, Spotify? (laughs) And we refuse to give you any more content? Uh, isn't that what Bob Dylan did when he was mad at Joe Rogan? <laughs> no, it wasn't Bob Dylan. No. It was Joni Mitchell, but close Joni enough. Mitchell, yeah. Bob Dylan would be a much bigger deal, I think. <laughs> oh, nobody gives a fuck about his shit-ass music either. I mean, nobody who listens to Spotify, I don't think, no. really cares. But no. If Bob Dylan Bob were to leave Spotify, my, my world would implode. It wouldn't change one bit. I don't know what I would do. I feel like all Bob Dylan listeners still have like CDs. Uh, CDs? They didn't even come into the eighties. No, they're <laughs> they're cassettes and eight tracks. Rob, I think you would be dismayed by how much Bob Dylan I listen to on a weekly oh basis. Oh my god, he's my favorite have, artist. He's my have the, he's my favorite artist. Ah, uh, Bob Dylan sucks. The Beatles suck. Once upon a time, you dressed uh, so fine. Just fucking. And you. What is one of Bob Dylan's <laughs> most popular songs? Like I don't Rolling know Stone, all baby. of the songs ever written. I don't know. But you're like, you're like a huge fan. Yeah, yeah. You're like a Bob a Rolling, Dylan super fan. Like Rolling yeah. Stone, Forever Young, Tangled Up in Blue, um, uh, Knocking on Heaven's Door. Trying to think of all the big ones he's, to make you feel my he's love. He's been doing that. He's been doing that for a few decades now. Knocking on heaven's door. Sure has. <laughs> Holy shit! This is. I think garbage. this was named the number one song of all time by Rolling Stone. Yeah. Well, I mean, it has their name in it. It has their. Of course, <laughs> they would name it that. It has kind their of name biased. in it. Never thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> this song sucks. What is, the, is their favorite band of all time, the Rolling Stones? <laughs> yeah. Let's look up that list, actually. Let's see what made the list here. Ugh. 
I, I like that song unironically, but oh, what? Well, Rob, it's the, the best first song of all time. It's, it's like not. Really, it's the not. first time I the first time I heard that song. Strangely, was actually a Green Day cover of that song, which I like a little better. They don't play it like Green Day, but they're not quite Bob Dylan. It's a little more fluid than Bob Dylan, who sort of just kind of whenever he feels like saying the words, he'll say them. You know, he doesn't really care if the music's in line. I mean, this is just a generic Green Day song. I think you would be surprised, though, how many songs you know from other artists that are originally. Oh Bob yeah, they Dylan steal songs. from each other all the yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that are originally Bob Dylan. No, but like, yeah, like oh. these are like. Well, these people are trying to take a shit song and make it better. Well, and I mean, Green Day did that, but that's right. the, it's really that's actually, noble work. Yeah, that's, that's point, actually right. kind of the beauty of Bob Dylan is that anybody can take his song and it becomes better. I right, mean, because it, because it's <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> no, Bob Dylan's skill is in his songwriting, though. It's not so much like it's not like he has an angelic voice. Nobody no. pretends oh, he does. Yeah, but like he has He's, the voice of he, the entire Midwest, though. Nick. Right, like he right. has like the voice of America. That's the thing. no, sure. I, I can I can get behind that. But he's won awards for actual like songwriting or just writing in general. You know what? I'll give him the writing part of it. That's is well, he, isn't thanks. He, is he the only? Is he You're the only musician? the greatest songwriter of all time. Props for being a good songwriter. Yeah, thanks for he's that. an okay songwriter. He's I not feel like great. he's the only songwriter that got this certain writing award. Uh, yeah, uh, he, he got the uh, the Nobel Peace Prize, or not the Peace Prize, but the Nobel Prize for Literature. Yeah, he's the only uh, songwriter. So he, he got a that. literature prize yeah. for songwriting. So it wasn't like Michael Jackson getting Entertainer of the Century or whatever. <laughs> uh, no, this is the Nobel. Yeah, this is, yeah. <laughs> this is, I think, a little more important than that. Doesn't George Clooney's wife have a Nobel Prize? Amal. Don't they all? I don't think. I don't know who's George. Who's George Clooney's Amal wife? Amal Clooney. I, I think so. I thought it was Hilaria Baldwin. <laughs> uh, no, she definitely does not have any. <laughs> she prizes. probably claims to. Yeah, she probably does. <laughs> Bob Dylan, like a Rolling Stone, number one. The Rolling Stones, I can't get no satisfaction. Number two. <laughs> yeah, of course. John Lennon's Imagine, number three. Ah, uh, that song is garbage too. <laughs> I hate that song. Yeah, it it looks like she might have gotten a Nobel Peace Prize if I'm reading this correctly. Yeah, and she's also like smoking hot. Like, he's like batting out of his league. I didn't. I did, I've never heard of this woman or seen her in my life. Yeah. She's like... You may say <laughs> Ugh. Ah, <laughs> uh, come this on, Rob. This sucks. See, I really liked when the celebrities covered it. <laughs> now, there's an example of a song done better. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> what was cringier in your opinion? Was it that or was it Kate McKinnon doing Hallelujah on Saturday Night Live as Hillary Clinton? Oh, man, God. that's tough because when anybody tries to cover Hallelujah... Mm. Other than Shrek, it does not work. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> oh, was this Gal Gadot? <laughs> of course, the one who started it all. <laughs> Gal Gadot is like <laughs> the best part of this video every time. I forget 
every time. It's day fucking six. <laughs> well, listen. Six. Day in, six. Uh, <laughs> oh my day god. Six in uh, self quarantine. How have we all made it this and long? I gotta say that um, these past few days. You know, this virus had affected the entire world. Oh, you stupid bitch. (laughs) Doesn't matter who you are, where you're from. It shows really how long the celebrities could make it. Uh, (laughs) They started losing their shit at day six. (laughs) Oh, my God. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us. The best part is you can tell these guys all got out iMovie and edited it themselves. Oh yeah, they just they just recorded it on their iPhone. Uh, the the poor bastard that had to edit this shit, dude. Uh, <laughs> the poor it's Gal Gadot. She sat there and edited them all together. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She had she nothing else to do. Six days she had to do something. What are they gonna uh, do without this writers' union, dude? <laughs> they're gonna make more Gal Gadot movies with Jat yeah. GPT scripts. That's what they're gonna <laughs> it's, do. It's so rough right now. Gal People Gadot, do not understand how bad it's gonna be. I mean, that she is one of the top five candidates in terms of people that might be robots. Like yeah, with her and Mark that, Zuckerberg. Yeah, yeah. That, like she is not a person. It is crazy. Like every movie she. And by the way, spoiler alert for the new Fast and Furious movie. But they brought her back at the end of the. Of world. course they did. <laughs> yeah, literally, like it's all about family. <laughs> it's all about family, obviously. <laughs> is but that movie shit? It's so movie, bad. Rob is so it, bad. It's got to be as bad as I imagine. It's so terrible. No, it's hearing worse. this from Nico. Hearing this from Nico, who has defended the past nine movies, I love them all <laughs> wholeheartedly. Love them. I like the one where they go to space in a car. <laughs> uh, I favorite. think that one's okay. I defend fucking Too Fast, Too Furious, okay? I defend that one. I defend Tokyo Drift. I love these movies. I never I liked Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift. I never dope. loved any of those movies. I watched them once or twice. You know, it's just, oh, something on TV to watch. I don't get the appeal. I just don't. They're, I think they're interesting because they kind of, they get better before they get worse. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, I'd say like Fast Five is probably. Right. Fast Five never is, eat- is the best one, yeah. You never hear that in a series where, like, the middle no. movie is the best one. And it's, actually, yeah. it, it, five, six, and seven, that's a pretty good trilogy. Because seven Those is what pretty, it ends with yeah. Paul Walker. Yeah. 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 But then afterwards, like, it's oh. become WWE now. It's... Like, and they so they bring back Gal Gadot at the end. Like, literally at this point, like, if they pro- brought back Paul Walker for the next movie, like, that wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. Like, that's the level that we're at now. Where it's canonically, he's still alive in the universe. He is, which is really cringe and weird. Because every movie they killed off, yes, who are actually still alive, right, and then come back. But the one guy who's actually dead is still alive in the series. He's never been killed off, and they just mention him like he's off with the kids somewhere. Yeah, and so every movie they have to justify him not coming to save the day. He had seven (laughs) epic adventures, and then decided to be like, "Yeah, giving it up." 
Meanwhile, my mother, my my wife, all these people are coming to help Dom Toretto, yet I'm still home babysitting. Yeah. And never in peril. And there's a whole plot line in this movie where Dom Toretto's son is in peril. They could have just oh, left him God. with Paul Walker. He would have been fine. Yeah, would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> Paul uh, Walker's daycare is the safest place. So they bring back Gal Gadot at the end, and it's supposed to be this big moment of like, holy shit, she's back. And it's like, they clearly... It does not have the juice that the filmmakers thought it had. You know what I mean? Gal Gadot coming back like, oh no, another soulless lizard person to put in this universe. Stop making these movies. It's enough. It's enough. This is the first one where I'm like, we are we are at a runway here. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. It's really bad. The director left like halfway through. And so, oh, like, yeah. there are, like, two decent action sequences at the beginning of the movie where, that you uh, can, like, tell he directed. And then the rest of the movie is just a fucking mess. Just bad green screens and, like, uh, Brie Larson is in this movie. <laughs> and she's... I, I do not enjoy her either. <laughs> horrible. Like, she's so bad. She she's gets not a in. good actress. She's not a good actress. She's an Oscar winner and she's, she's like awful in everything. She's not. How, what did she win an Oscar for? Room. Did you ever see that no, one? No, I don't think I did. And she's Room's good again. She's good in Room's Room. Good. And she's never been good since then. She's horrible. She's brought in as like Kurt Russell's daughter because I, I don't know if like Kurt Russell wasn't available during filming or I don't know what, but like she steps in to take all of the lines that Kurt Russell would have had. She's so bad. She just like does bug eyes all the whole movie. Ugh. Just giant wide eyes. It's her only expression. Fucking John Cena is still hanging out. Of course he is. John Cena oh, was man. the bad guy of the last movie. Like he was the secret evil brother of Dom Toretto that he didn't know existed. Was was he in Hobbs and Shaw? No. No. Then, no, but that's been the trend in the last like eight movies is that the bad guy becomes the good guy in the next movie. Sure. For an even bigger bad guy. Who was the bad guy in Hobbs and Shaw? Idris Elba. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Remember that line? I'm black Superman. <laughs> it's the only line I remember. Because <laughs> they played it in every trailer. <laughs> that uh, one might be my least favorite. Just because, like, yeah. Yeah, it sucked. It, it was sucks. awful. It's got no Vin. I mean, like, there's yeah. no point in, in doing these <laughs> movies without Vin. No. Who knew Vin was the heart of the movie until, like, he wasn't there? Yeah, but also, like, Vin kind of destroyed this whole thing. Because he got the guy fired. The director, Justin Lin, fired. <laughs> he kind of <laughs> secretly directed this movie, I think, and it shows. The thing, the thing is that Vin Diesel... The only the only horse he has to hitch to is Fast and Furious because every other fucking movie he's ever done is absolute dog shit. Yeah, nobody fucking cares Absolutely about Riddick. Not what? <laughs> what do you like? What do you like? you like? That was the triple X or whatever. Guardians. What? Because he's Groot. Yeah, dude. Fuck off. Have you seen Vin Diesel's Guardians three recording sessions? No. For Guardians of the Galaxy, Those Volume are fake. 1? Those are all fake. They're not fake. They're fake. All he had to do was record I Am Groot once on an iPhone. There is a video online, check it on YouTube, of him recording the international dubs in every oh. language. Oh my and he comes God. to the recording studio wearing stilts. 
No, he doesn't. He does. <laughs> Walking <laughs> in with stilts why? to get into why? character because he wanted to be a fucking tree, Rob. That's why. Oh, I forget he's a short little fella, isn't he? With his voice coach, with his vocal coach, and he does Yo Soy Groot. (laughs) Look it up! It's on YouTube! I can't. Vin Diesel stilts! I can't care. (laughs) He he puts a lot of heart and soul into his voice performances. The Iron Giant? He's so Uh. good in the Iron Giant. Vin Diesel on set of Fast and Furious 7 practicing as Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy. No. No, you're looking, right. you want to look for the international dub. There it is. Share there the video. Is. Show Nick. I need, you, I need to prove oh to Nick, God. like, this guy's the fucking Marlon Brando of his generation here. Going but he's full not fucking the method. most important part of Guardians by any stretch. He is, like, the eighth character oh, that I care about. Oh, he's my favorite, obviously. Got to be. Okay. Groot? Right, well. Come on, Nick. <laughs> nah. Did y'all see the new Guardians yet, by the way? Nah, I might no. see it tomorrow. Oh, yeah? I don't know. Let's trying see. to decide if I want to do that or Spider-Verse or a double feature. Spider-Verse is out? I think so, isn't it? Holy shit. Is it? No. thought so. Is it? I did a quick Google search, so I didn't... I could be wrong. Here it is. Vin Diesel. Look at the Why? stilts. <laughs> Why? Look, he has to duck! <laughs> he has to duck on the It's door. the only time in his life he's ever had to duck for a door. <laughs> he walks in. Also, yes, Spider Verse is out confirmed. Sick. All right, guys, we're ready for some Groot. You ready? Jerk's queue up. Jerk's queue up. <laughs> Let's do this. Wait. <laughs> Look how tall he is. Look. So these are these are not really tall stilts. Like I was thinking, circus stilts. No, no he just needed to be. <laughs> the, he just needed to be, you know, like a tree. These are like probably twenty. These are probably eighteen to twenty inches off the ground stilts. It's significantly. Um, makes him oh yeah, it's significant. Okay, this is, uh... It's like half his height. <laughs> <laughs> not the Mandarin, not the Russian, not the Portuguese, but the Spanish. Correct. I was just trying to feel what it felt like to be a seven and a half foot tree, <laughs> and so this is the only kind of thing I could. He is still about three feet short of seven and a half feet. <laughs> And I wanted to really, really be ready if we had to do some incredible motion capture. In where? Oh my god! In, in the recording studio, there's no green screen. <laughs> I'm ready for the, my motion capture. There's no cameras. <laughs> but he was so, ready at any moment, just so in case. these fucking poor sound guys have to change their microphones to be up seven and a half feet for this stupid motherfucker they, to come in on stilts. Yeah, they have to get a music stand that gets up to that height. Yeah. <laughs> Here it is. Yo soy Groot. Yo soy Groot. Yo soy Groot. Why is he going Groot? Groot. Groot. Yo soy Groot. Yo soy Groot. Groot. <laughs> Come on! Yo soy Groot. Yo soy Groot. These are all unusable. They're not, none of, there's not yeah. one take we've listened to yet that's usable. I think they did this for the marketing, and then they threw him out and they got a different guy in. Yeah! It's just like how, um... 
It's just like in um, the fucking Star Wars show, uh, Mandalorian. He's yeah. not in the actual, yeah. No, he's not in the suit. Right. He's only in episode six or whatever. <sighs> yeah, that's fucking terrible. You ever, seen, uh, you ever seen uh, Boiler Room? Mm-mm. Great movie. He's great in it. Early Have you ever seen Riddick or Riddick Returns or uh, I saw X. I saw the original Pitch Black. <laughs> Pitch Black, yeah, they're yeah. all bad. Uh, it's not great. They're terrible. It's not great. <laughs> yeah. Vin Diesel. Have you seen uh, what is it, The Pacifier? Maybe is that the one? Uh, oh my god, god, I haven't seen yeah, that one. There's yeah. a throwback. Vin Diesel yeah. is the pacifier. <laughs> yeah, he's bad in that too. Yeah, he's pretty bad in most things actually. Yeah, and it's uh, Rob was 100 percent right when he said the only horse he has to hitch on is Fast. Franchise. It is. It is the it's the only movie franchise that has ever done anything good in his career. Saving and Private with, Ryan. He who nobody even knows he's in that movie. No. I know he's in it. And he's great in it. You're a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Steven dude. Spielberg like christened him a, a new movie star. Like he's like this also, is the guy. Let's be clear. They're not making a Save, Saving Private Ryan two. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay and there's only so many more guardians movies left i think this is it right i don't think they're making anymore uh, probably i don't even think they're gonna really bring the guardians into whatever bullshit they're doing for phase 12 or whatever they're on um i think well, this nothing, is it so nothing's gonna know, happen with this writer strike right how long is that gonna last forever good we don't need new TV anymore. until they start paying the writers for uh, you know Netflix reruns and shit, right? Uh, is yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just no end in sight. Apparently, I didn't. I didn't understand how this works, but apparently, yeah, the writers, if they had royalties, did not get paid for views on streaming services. Correct. They only got paid for syndications on TV and I, cable. I don't get. I don't get this. I don't get this. You wrote it once. You got paid. Fuck off. No, they have royalties, <laughs> Rob. No, you don't. <laughs> you just what take kind of a fucking mo- stance is that? <laughs> oh, what do you mean? Royalties have been around for for decades. Yep. Nope. That's a, that's a thing that's been that in television the worst forever. Take you have the worst. Jerry Seinfeld's a billionaire because of royalties. Exactly. Like fuck him. <laughs> he wrote it once. You don't get paid again. But the difference, Rob, is that these like big shot Hollywood executives who don't know jack shit are making all of the money off I of know. it instead I of know. the actual writers who are, are actually right they the there's no risk to them they can just keep reselling the same product but here well this is what it was is because you know syndication was the big standard when you were like a sitcom like the whole thing was can we get to 100 episodes so they'll pick us up on syndication yeah. and that was a big cash cow for all of these these um um these uh, production companies that even if the show was a failure in its first run, it can just be on forever and ever and ever. And so, and like Stockholm syndrome, eventually the show will be considered good because it's just on all the time. Sure. Like, uh, you know, the King of Queens or something, you know what I mean? Or friends. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) Stuff like that. Nobody likes friends. It's just on, but Netflix's whole pitch was to the writers. And in fairness, like they were upfront about this, like, we're just going to give you all the money now and then fuck off. Yeah. Right. Good that, for them. that was their, that was their <laughs> whole pit. And what writers are starting to realize now is that that business model is not sustainable because Netflix is already cutting back on production. You know what so, I mean? So the writer's solution to this is ask for more money. Uh, it, you're, you're working I think they in want an un- to renegotiate. You're working, you're working in an unsustainable 
situation and your solution is I need more money. No, I think they want I think they want to renegotiate how the money is doled out. Um well, it's that and they also they they're trying to renegotiate how these shows are put together. So before that it was a very like sort of clear path if you wanted to work your way up the ladder in television writing right like you would enter a writer's room and there would sort of be like an apprenticeship program where you would move up to the next mm-hmm, level mm-hmm, and eventually mm-hmm. get your own show and then you teach a bunch of writers you know how how to write their own show and eventually they graduate to that level right you're also on set for filming you work with the director exactly if the line's right. not working you right. would be you'd be there to be like well let's rework the line this way exactly now the writer is my understanding because you, you just reminded me of this they write and then they're kicked out of the production often what happens is that these these companies put together what are called mini rooms and essentially rather than giving you a full writer staff of 10 12 people they put like three or four people together and they say you have a month to put together the story and then we'll take it from here so it's like they're hired for very small pockets of time like they're only like here's the thing the production has ramped up so much that writers have had to take more jobs than they were taking before so before like on network (laughs) before i feel feel so bad for them their little part-time job isn't paying the bills on (laughs) network television you would get hired for 24 episodes a show would air starting in the fall and it would go all the way to spring of the following year. So that would be a year's worth of employment for you. You would work on one show. Now, Netflix wants six episodes of a show, right? So they only give you six episodes worth of work and then we're on to the next fucking thing. So it's just, it's a lot of, uh, just a lot of rejiggering that I, I don't think like the writers were ready for. And now I, it's like, I, holy I, shit, what is, what is happening to our industry here? I joke about it, but I I get where they're coming from. I get where they're coming from. Yeah, because yeah, I, I Netflix has become just like a TV mill, my, much like a puppy mill. You just churn out as much as you can. It doesn't matter if some are you know not going to make it, right? But you know we're going to get a golden ticket in there somewhere, and it was gonna, it's going to be cheap overall. Yes, right. And yeah, it, it is unfair, but. Well, yeah, they can't, you know, it's not a career anymore for them. They can't. No. It, it's, but it's that's just also totally... what happens when the market oversaturates itself. Like, yeah. Oh, definitely. The, yeah. There's just so many people that are writers. Not a lot of them are good, but there's just so many of them. But a lot of this... people also started as writers and then they moved into other elements of production or at least had the ability to. And they don't even have that ability anymore. Now they're just writers. And then they're like, OK, bye bye. Like right. they don't even get to stick around for the filming. Yes, right. And like learn how to run a show themselves. Right. Right. Yeah. So like there's not even so it's it's not just that they're not getting enough work, but they're also not there's no career progression. Right. So there's a lot of like inexperienced people taking over shows right away. And then there are other people that like hang around forever and don't get their opportunity to make something. And again, I think that's just a natural byproduct of so many people in the marketplace. Well, and it's also a natural byproduct of like for hire work. Right. Absolutely. Where it's, you know, it's a weird industry that has always been about like nepotism and favors and like weird fickle people, you know, making uh, unorthodox decisions. Right. So it's not like, you know, being a lawyer, you enter in the mailroom and then you get into the practice, you know, then you be, you know, 
And then you go to law school and then you move up and up and up and up and up. It's not like but that. But there, there's where I have the problem is why why does it need to be that way? Like, No, it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. But, but it sounds to me like they're trying to protect that way of life as a writer. And I don't think that that's a sustainable argument either. Well, I think better quality TV will exist that way sure but but the, the, <laughs> i don't think the, the current netflix model is making good tv i think but we they don't want to make good tv they they sure. don't give netflix. a no, fuck right. about right good TV. exactly yeah right they want cheap right and, and and they're taking advantage of all of these cheap people willing to work yeah because there's just so many people out there that need work right in that in that category correct so they take advantage of that they don't care if they're making good tv or not they know that they're gonna get a hit out of you know you you take 10 lumps of shit and there might be a diamond in one exactly and you've you've gotten 10 lumps of shit paid shit price but here's your diamond and it also hurts the writers though because their names are attached to these products for sure and they're not even around for the final product to come out and uh, nine times out of ten it's gonna be shit yeah yeah I think there is a little bit of a difference, though, in terms of like the networks like HBO, AMC, even like ABC, CBS, NBC. Like these are companies that have been in the game like Warner Brothers has been around for a hundred fucking years, you know? Yeah. Like they have a stake in like the business of myth making of like American myth making like stories actually fucking matter to them. Whereas Netflix and Amazon and like uh, who who just bought? Uh, well, I know like Discovery and Warner Brothers just merged. Like even like oh, yeah, you know, like these companies. Yeah, the, 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 let's not talk about the Discovery fucking oh Jesus <laughs> catalog. I, just they ruin HBO Max. My God. Now all, so, I, all I get recommended are fucking Property Brothers. But I think like there is kind of a divide. There's a divide now between like the new tech companies that just want to flood the zone with shit and like the studios that actually have a stake in like, you know, I, I think you shit. have I think you have this grandiose vision of, of these these, you know, people that want to keep the, the, the industry pure. Well, they they not, it's f- not even necessarily pure. It's not that. It's just that they are in the movie business because they like the movie business. And I think Netflix and Apple, for example, or maybe Amazon and Apple are better examples. They like the movie business because it helps them sell cell phones. And it helps them sell Prime membership. I I think the same thing can be said about the the, these other established studios. They all they only want money to there's plenty to criticize in these other studios. But at the end of the day, there are people there who care about the industry. Oh, yeah. Individuals care about the industry. I'm not I'm not making that argument. And those are the ones on strike, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not. No, I just think like broadly speaking, the the motives are a little bit different. I don't think. Warner Brothers and Universal have the same goals that Apple does. And it doesn't mean that they both mm, can't make good I, shows. I disagree. Like I Apple's they, primary objective is to sell iPhones. Yeah. Apple TV is just there as a thing to put on an iPhone. That's so all money. it really is. Money. Yeah, it is. It's a little, I don't know. It's, money. it's a little more it's nuanced money. than that, though. I don't, I don't think it's as simple as it, you're making it, it seem. No, it's all, it's all, you can break down human existence into pleasure power and money that's all it is yeah that's if you're all super it is. cynical and <laughs> i mean 
Which Nick, he's are, doing the, the Kendall eulogy, dude, from fucking Succession <laughs> yeah. this week. Yeah. <laughs> look at look at any vehicle on the road. You can put every single person on the road driving in a vehicle into one of those three categories. Pleasure, power, or money. Every person on the road is driving somewhere to go on vacation for pleasure. You ever seen the Nissan Cube? <laughs> no. It's a vehicle. Yeah. Look it up. Nothing okay. pleasurable about it. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you tell me you tell me who's driving that and what they're what they're <laughs> I, tell me. <laughs> I, it's it's for pleasure. Obviously. No, it's not. It's they're the getting some is- sort of pleasure out of it. That is a terrible car. I know somebody who drives a car like that. No way. Yeah. It literally a is a cube. <laughs> yeah. It's the it's, worst. Yeah, you I'll know it's a, a really aerodynamic shape. <laughs> a cube. <laughs> Big square. No, I'm just saying that it, it always comes back to money. It and I think that's broadly right. I think like if you gave David Zaslov a choice between his multi million dollar mansion in Beverly Hills or um, you know, the next uh, Indiana Jones movie being good. He would probably take <laughs> the mansion in Beverly Hills. Yeah. But there is more of an understanding, at least from these, you know, century old institutions that good art makes them more it's money. It's just right. If they know how to do it. Right. I think that's right. Exactly. There's they can go hand in hand. They can there. both be true at the same time. It's and like also the, the reason, reason they got rich into is because the- we made good shit. Yeah. Well, and the reason they got into the industry is because they cared. They watched a movie when they were a kid that made them. They were that amazed them. You yes. know what I mean? Like you don't get into that industry. The, the reality is, Rob, you don't get into the movie industry to make money. That's a, because more movies point. lose money than That's make money. Excellent. It is a really bad like just go to fucking Wall Street. Yeah, exactly. There so, are much the, easier ways to make a quick buck than making movies. It's the most unsustainable like but, but it it's the lure of rich and fame. Well, that's it, it's, right. And and there's the power part of it. Right. It's but not don't money. mix up it's, don't mix up celebrity culture with Hollywood because that's only one facet of it. There is a, to a certain extent this appeal a billionaire would like to get an Oscar too. You know what I mean? Like Jeff Bezos would like to get an Oscar. He has everything oh. in the world. That is one of like there are some power. perks of there's a there's a prestige element to it right power but point is though netflix doesn't give a fuck that's the point like amazon yeah. doesn't give a fuck about that apple doesn't either i mean any of these new streaming companies i think you you kind of hit the nail on the head any of these new companies it's absolutely way more money driven well and if you look at the the three big ones and what their main drive for their entire industry is like apple amazon netflix the main thing they've always focused on is convenience for the consumer and they care more about that than they do about movies Uh, i mean yeah yeah no right yeah i mean like amazon is in the toilet paper business that's the business that they're not in the movie business but the reason that amazon prime exists the reason that even netflix exists is because they found that there was a um a niche for convenience for consumers right that's what they got into not hey netflix is gonna make it big because we make good content but like, also it's a different case. it's a different culture too like the idea of tech it's 
you know, it's, uh, it, it's much messier than like, you know, show business is like most movie productions you go onto the set of, there are hundreds of people working on the most minute elements of every stage of the process. And like Silicon Valley and tech is all about, can we streamline it? You know, can yeah. we cut corners? Can we, you know what I mean? Make it simpler. Chat GPT, write exactly. me a script. <laughs> well, well, that's, and that's kind except, of been the, I, I might push back on that a little bit because as we've seen from the recent tech layoffs, it's very clear that the tech industry was bloated. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you can lay if you can lay people off like crazy, that indicates that there is some. Yeah, Twitter still Twitter still running after laying off seven thousand <laughs> well, people. Well, ask, only- ask the DeSantis team about that. I'm not sure they <laughs> right. agree with you. Oh yeah, that <laughs> did not go well that night, did it? No, but I, like, because I, I, I think like tech, the objective is is singular, right? Like it is a like how do we deliver the most efficient product to the consumer, right? And movies are not like that. You know what I mean? Like, yes, you could get away with three less people in the costume department, right? And and the average consumer probably wouldn't notice it. But in Hollywood, that's a thing that people care about. And art, that's yeah. a thing that people care about. There's probably an argument to be made that there is some bloat in Hollywood. Yeah, but the bloat is the point. You know what I mean? Like, that's <laughs> sure, kind of what I'm okay. saying. Like, the bloat is the point. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Most great thing, like the Martin Scorsese movie cost $200 million. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. But did it have to cost $200 million? I don't know. What does have to? It doesn't have to. You know? Yeah, sure. it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy thing. I'm not missing any any content yet, I guess. Yeah. It, it'll well, take we're not about a year. It. Yeah, it'll we're not going to see it. Year. But I think that we are going to see some content be shittier, believe it or not. I yeah, don't no. believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see how that could happen. Well, when all you watch are the MCU shows on the Disney Plus, you know, it's, yeah, you're not going to know as much of a difference. Watch a lot of British TV these days. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, well, they're not on strike right now. They're... No, so I'm fine. Um, what are you watching in Britain? Uh, a lot of Taskmaster. Oh, okay. Eight out of ten cats does countdown. Oh, game shows. Yeah, not, yeah there will be no TV. That's not disturbance TV. in game shows, Rob. Okay, <laughs> that's not TV. That's TV. No. That's TV. Um, have you guys had any uh, Netflix disruptions yet? I have not. I have not. They keep uh, saying it's coming. Yeah. Well, I got the email. I got the email saying that, uh, you know, hey, we're going to crack down on this. But I don't think I've logged in since I got that email. I haven't gotten the email, but that's because I don't have a Netflix account. Oh, there you (laughs) go. (laughs) (laughs) But I have yet to see any disruptions. They've been grumbling about it for the past six months. And I know the second it becomes a problem, there's going to be tools out there to get around it. Um. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to handle this. I really don't. I think I've already seen people say, like, you can basically VPN into the person's house that you use. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, and you're good. That's the, you know, you could set up a little wire guard server on a Raspberry Pi at your friend's house and use that to, you know, look like you're coming from your friend's house. It's going to take extra steps, for sure. Yeah, I just don't understand how, like they're going to enforce people going on vacation and using their devices outside. No, they say they have, they say they have plans for dealing with that kind of thing. And what are the plans? They won't Uh, tell us. Like, how do they know that, that whosever account you're stealing is not vacationing in Cincinnati, Ohio? You know what I mean? 
I think you're like because allowed. They would know that in an <laughs> instant. <laughs> well, I guess that's a giveaway. Yeah. That's, Who that's the fuck a fuck good Ohio. Yeah. Fucking example. <laughs> I, I think it's, um, I think it's like if they see like obvious sustained uses in two different locations. Okay. So AI. then that's probably what you're waiting on then. You're, so maybe yeah. like, yeah, after a couple more uses, they'll be like, wait a minute here. AI. Hmm. But, you know, I've said this for years, and this is the perfect time for a writer's strike while Netflix is trying to crack down on this to really fuck them over. Yeah. The, the problem with Netflix is not that people are sharing passwords. The problem with Netflix is that they are not worth what they charge. No. They are not providing enough value. How much is Netflix going for now? Isn't it like 15 bucks a month or something? Yeah, I want to say I pay sixteen ninety nine or something. Mine is in my cable bundle, so I don't pay for it. I haven't looked at it in a while. Yeah, it's 16 something, I think. Jesus. Which is, yeah, way too much. For so, so you got three plans. You have a six ninety nine, and that comes with ads. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh, the video quality is considered great. So, um, standard so it's 720p. Is <laughs> yeah. Standard, it's 1080. Okay. Standard is 1549 a month. All right. Yeah. So that's ads. why I'm paying 16 something after that. Time. has so pay, ads or doesn't? You pay no ads. You pay $9 more to get rid of the ads per yep. month. Uh-huh. And then if you want 4K, you have to pay $19.99 a month. Yep. Goodness. Netflix is. I, I will tell you how much I will. Netflix, if you're listening, I will tell you how much I will pay yeah. for your service without ads. Yeah. Four dollars a month. <laughs> yeah. No, At I think the most. I think eight ninety nine is a fair price without ads. Nowadays, I watch maybe what I watched Beef. That's the only show I've watched. That's on the Netflix only one I'm, I'm watching. Months. Beef. That's it. That's the only thing I'm watching on yeah. Netflix now. Yeah. It's got to I mean, be less than ten bucks. Less than five. That's unreasonable. That's unreasonable. I watched. I watched three or four good shows a year on Netflix. Like, yeah. At the most. No, I yeah. only watch if I get recommended it. Like, I know a lot of people. They just go to Netflix as their standard guide or whatever just to yep. put on something i don't do that with netflix you know now i'm weird i still use cable like i still like flip around on fucking cable networks yeah. but um no it's, I don't, it's weird yeah, how I don't netflix like as they've gotten more expensive the quality has gotten worse though yeah i mean uh, back in the day when netflix was in its golden years it was <laughs> It what was back wonderful. in the day, five back years ago. The, no, I'm talking. <laughs> no, it was like, longer than that. It was like 2013. Talking, it was 10 years ago. Yeah, I'm talking even when when streaming first started. When they first started the streaming service, and some of the movies that they had available on there were top tier movies. Well, they were the only guys around with right, the bottom line, right? And all of the good programming has been pulled off of Netflix to these yeah. companies' individual platforms now. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. And so, yeah, so now it's pretty much say, just Netflix exclusives. I would say the golden era was like 2009, 2010, 2011. That's the golden era of Netflix. Yeah, I remember, I remember watching a lot in high school documentaries. I remember like Man on Wire, Super yeah. Size Me being big. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember like it being a great movie selection, but maybe I, I'm wrong. No, no I, but even things like The Office were on there. Sure. Yeah. Like all of the just a lot of the good shit. 24 was on there. Prison Break yeah. was on there. Yeah. I watched all of Buffy on Netflix, man. Yeah, yeah. Can't I find mean, Buffy they, on Netflix anymore. And when the price was like seven ninety nine, eight ninety nine, and you had that selection, it was amazing. Right, it was amazing. It's twice as expensive and three yeah. times as bad now. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think they have any right charging more than HBO. 
at this point. Like HBO is fifteen dollars. Netflix cannot charge more with fucking the Great British Bake Off. No, you can't yeah. charge more 100%. for that than Barry. I'm okay? going. I'm going. To, I'm going to HBO Max. I refuse to call it Max. Um, oh, it's still yeah, it's still HBO Max to you. So is Max it, is a dog's name? I'm not. So, like, it's my cat's name. <laughs> my cat's name is Max. So have they have they made the switch yet? They when have. is that? Okay, so the Max app is available. Correct, and you had to download a new app. Right. Which is so stupid. I use it on their website, and like it just went from HBO Max one day, and it just said, "We're now Max," and then now, it just like went to a new page that was hi, exactly Max. the same. Yeah. <laughs> Here's love it or list it. On the top of your queue Mine hasn't changed It hasn't changed too much They got rid of all the hubs They were all like those like um, It was like Turner Classic Movies And Looney Tunes And Studio Ghibli I guess I'm seeing I guess I'm seeing Veep No Veep was HBO wasn't it Yeah yeah, yeah. What what? They're just a lot of HGTV shows That's all Oh Impractical Jokers Okay Yeah Yeah. that's all it is now Yep I see it Yeah HGTV Um, And uh and Food Network and, you know. I think, McC- oh, they got Studio Ghibli. Yeah, they've, they've always that's had That's kind of cool. Ghibli. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, though. All of their movies I never, are I, there. I've never looked at their little list of brands or whatever. Yeah. Oh. Ooh, 90 Day Fiance is on Max. They're all on there now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I've been going to HBO. I've been going to Peacock. I've been going Ooh, to Apple TV. <laughs> that's the place, man. Even Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus is better than Netflix. (laughs) You can't do that to me. I hate you. (laughs) What's on Peacock? What are you watching on Peacock? Uh, What are you watching on the old bird over there? (laughs) I was going to watch Fitzcarraldo. Oh, Werner Herzog. Uh, Yeah, I was going to watch Fitzcarraldo. German cinema. All right, I like it. (laughs) Uh, What do they got? I'm trying to look at what I was watching last I'm watching what a show on there. I forget what it's called. Uh, fuck. It's like oh, a I've documentary. I've to watch Emma. Emma on Peacock, man. Okay. What it's is 100 Foot Wave on HBO? Apparently that show is tremendous. It's about really? surfers. Like a, yes. I hear it's like a big Wednesday. I hear it's great. Is it a documentary? It is. Oh, wow. And it's about, I don't know, a person trying to ride the tallest wave or whatever. There's like a okay. cove in some... You know, South Pacific uh, country. Those peop- those people we watched. Insane. We watched this movie already on the other podcast. Yeah, big oh, did you? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, um, no. I hear that show's awesome. Huh. It's the same. I think it's the same guy that did Tiger King and everything. Oh, cool! It's a couple seasons. Yeah, it's. An, I think it's on its second season now. Wow, cool. Oh, uh, what's this show? I forget what the show is called on Peacock. Let me find that. Cock <laughs> started. Cockadoodle-doo. Let's see. What the hell is that show called? I don't remember. Obviously, Poker Face is great on there, but what is that show? I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, the new Pete Davidson show is on there with uh, Joe Pesci. Hmm. Pete Davidson got Joe Pesci to do a sitcom? I don't understand that. <laughs> I, I, those are words that don't make sense. <laughs> I understand all the words individually, but together... Uh, I don't remember. God damn it. Do we want to talk about the DeSantis thing? Sure. Go ahead. Yeah. What do you got? Lay it on me. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) It was kind of... I never really did hear all the audio from that night. Paul T. Goldman. That's the name of the show. 
That's a horrible name for a show. It's about a guy that like writes a true crime book about his life, about a thing that allegedly happened to him. And he like narrates and recreates this crime. It's tremendous. It's really funny. It's really, really funny. That's okay. All, then. That's all. All righty then. Thank you. Thank you for your <laughs> kind words, Nico. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Segment number three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's official. Ron DeSantis is running Ronnie for president. Huh? Get into the politics. Ronnie talk late in the show. Nuts. <laughs> um, I don't care about the political side of it so much. I just want to talk about the Twitter announcement. I yeah. didn't actually listen to it. Did anybody here listen to it? I did. I not. did. Okay. You did. I did. Were but you there I live? Did. I was live. Wow. wow. Good for you. Um, so, it was hard to listen to, though. So I heard that it was microphone issues at the beginning. No, I know what the issue was. Okay. Um, and Musk even uh, kind of talked about it. Now, I had to listen to this thing because how often do you get Elon Musk and Ron DeSantis just casual mic? <laughs> like, yeah. you never get like Fireside something like chats. Yeah. Right. What the hell? It just sounded insane. Um. So apparently they were trying to start the live Twitter spaces from Elon Musk's account and it crashed. And specifically the reason it crashed was because of Elon Musk's account and something in the algorithm that boosts his account in particular. (laughs) So we do know because Twitter released a while ago, they're under Elon Musk. They released their um, algorithm and like what, what things get boosted and by how much and basically anything on elon musk's account gets boosted by like fucking like a hundred thousand million trillion or something it's stupid and i will tell you every time i open twitter elon musk's tweet is the top thing i see oh first, yeah, yeah every time yeah i get so, i get notifications that elon yes. has tweeted even though i have no notifications on my rob correct. rff account <laughs> correct so yeah he has super boosting available yeah he has 150 million followers on twitter and he tried to launch a live twitter spaces where 700,000 people simultaneously were trying to join and his boost times 100 million thousand times 150 million followers, it crashed the Twitter servers. Yeah. Oh, my God. And so they had to literally launch the Twitter spaces from someone else's Twitter account. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's why most people couldn't figure out how to get in is because they didn't announce, hey, we're doing it over here instead. Yeah. Elon and Musk one two three is hosting a Twitter space <laughs> with Ron DeSantis. It was actually um, one of the guys who co-founded um, PayPal with him back in the day. Oh, oh okay. Was it David? Don't no David clue. Sachs. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So so they actually did it from David Sachs's Twitter space. <laughs> and um, also, I mean, Elon even said, and this is. Th- this is how you know something's really fishy with his boost. He said that if he tweets something too long, it also crashes. <laughs> so that explains why his tweets are all like five words. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Take the boost down, bud. Just I know, right? Stop breaking it for your own gain. But yeah, so it was like an hour long um, call with David Sachs, Elon Musk, and Ron DeSantis, and they had all the regulars, fucking, all the regular right-wing people, like, they would let them come in and ask a question to DeSantis. 
Did it end? But they figured it out like after like 20 minutes or yeah. whatever. Okay. No, once they got on David Sachs's, it was fine. Okay. There were yeah, no issues I there. feel like you need video. Yeah. I, you know, a lot of people are saying it's potentially a very good thing there wasn't video because yeah. this um this gaffe, this issue, uh made DeSantis look bad, but imagine if there was video and he looked frustrated. Yeah. True. That would have hurt him more. Because there was no video, this should go away pretty quickly. I also thought to myself like you're gonna pre-record this right like when i first heard that he was going to do an announcement with elon i imagined it was going to be a pre-recorded pre-packaged thing this was like a this was a live q a right which i i don't know this all seems like kind of a miscalculation to me because like trump comes 100%. out he's got a giant fucking crowd like look how much of a fiasco the indictment was in new york it was like the bronco chase part two like right. you know yeah. like the guy whatever you want to say about trump the guy knows how to make a tv moment and here right. comes desantis trotting out what is remember it you the, said the, 750 000 people live four million it says four million tuned in like, I don't know. Big whoop. But uh, yeah, it, in pockets, like they got on for 10 seconds and realized that the audio wasn't working and they left, you know, as opposed to if you do like something with Sean Hannity or whatever at nine o'clock on Fox News. I know it's not as like young and cool and sexy, but like it works. I know exactly what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. No, Remember, right? remember the escalator moment for Trump in 2015. Yeah, yeah it just fe- right? exactly. Like, that's yes, a moment. Exactly. That's right. a moment. And yeah. this is the worst Not. combination of two things. <laughs> it is both embarrassing and forgettable. Right. Which but, is, you know, and you think really about bad. it with Trump, I, it's like everyone always focuses on the content with Trump, which like fair enough, if you're evaluating who would be a good president, but like the escalator moment was worth the, Mexico's not sending their best moment. Yeah. Like all he cares about is the visual optics of it. He doesn't actually care about the substance of the speech. I think DeSantis thought that his announcement would be newsworthy enough. Why make a spectacle of it? I I, I feel like that. That's oh, well, then you're I, running the wrong campaign I, against I, the wrong guy. That's that's what I mean. Like, yes. this is this is exactly my point. Like you are up against the spectacular. You know, everything's a spectacular with Donald Trump and you're trying to do something low key. You're thinking that you're taking the high road and you're just going to have your feet swept out from underneath. you. I am wondering if he's thinking that there is some. Unseen cost benefit here with pairing himself up with Elon Musk and with Twitter. That's the other thing. That's the other thing. I don't know. What you, is, he, is he expecting Twitter to boost all of his posts now? Or but, but he could have done that Q&A at another time as correct. a presidential candidate and probably had a, a, it probably would have gotten be bigger fair, news than him announcing it there. To be fair, the video of him announcing he was running for president that he published on his Twitter account came out before the Q&A started. So it wasn't really his announcement. True. Like everybody knew. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, everybody knew a couple days but, ahead, ahead of time. But also publicly, he had explicitly yeah, said yeah, he was yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like also, is Elon misstep. fucking moving the needle? Like, this is what I don't understand. Like, what Republican voters are taking marching orders from a South oh, African you billionaire? you would be surprised. Really? Oh, well, my God. Like, people <laughs> you know, like, uh, yes. in your oh, red my God. state. 
Yes, Elon like what Musk. What the electric car guy says counts. Elon Musk has I more people of my friends that are on Twitter follow Elon Musk than anybody else. I got to say my favorite moment in this was when Representative Thomas Massey of Kentucky, Kentucky being the coal state, said, Elon, I've always been a big fan of you. I own one of your Teslas. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ron DeSantis comes out and, he, and and calls him out on being from a coal state. And he's like, what? and he's like, well, thank you, Governor, for calling me out like that. <laughs> that <laughs> was probably you, sir, my favorite may I have another. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I think um, you are underestimating Elon Musk's uh, sway well, maybe in the conservative I community. Maybe uh, I, I no, I think that us as people that are way too online overvalue his sway. I wonder though if if there is this element of Trump has his own social platform. And Ron's thinking, I need my own social platform okay. to counteract him for the primaries, yeah. right? But again, that, that could have been made at a different... It, it didn't have to be a live announcement announcement. I'm just trying to justify this right, for him, right. but I don't, no, it's I, such I, a I, bad move. And I get what it you're saying, really but also like, it's not like Truth Social has been like a, a smashing success either. No, like, no. I don't think this primary is being fought on social media. Well, and just to, yeah, exactly. And just to put this in perspective, I looked at these stats the other day because I was curious. Truth Social has two million active users. Yes. Whereas wow. Twitter has two hundred and seventy something million active users. Uh-huh. Like, it is pathetic. What is going the difference? on? Over there, yeah, I have such an itch in my back. What? Did Do you have a back scratcher out? Just yeah, a, a on ruler. hand. Oh, okay. I thought it was an oh, actual back scratcher. Is that is that the uh, super accurate ruler? Yes, this is a super accurate ruler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a like great to say that bit. it's been put to good use. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I just think like a moment on Fox News, although we might say that it's a dying industry or whatever, or even a moment on any of the major broadcast networks, I think still means more to an average Republican primary voter than. A botched Twitter Spaces. Like my grandma really doesn't know what a to do Twitter the- Spaces is. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. Well, if he really wanted to do the Twitter thing too, he should have. Um, I mean, right now the the controversy he should have jumped on was to get on the video show with Tucker Carlson. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. That yes, would have been the yes, smarter yes, Twitter yes, move. Yes. 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 Right. Yes. Like it makes no sense. It's just it was such a botch and it was embarrassing. I was listening to it and like. Yeah, DeSantis, like for for the conservative base who doesn't like Trump, he was saying all the right things. Great. Mm-hmm. The guy just has no I mean, maybe maybe on video he would have been better. He had no charisma, dude. I I the guy's just, a wet I, blanket. I, he is gonna get trounced in a debate. The guy's a wet blanket. I didn't it's gonna be, that. And yeah, he is. It's really rough. He's going to get trounced as soon as he hops on a stage with Trump for the first time. It's over after the midterms. I was so convinced like it's his time. And he just, had a moment. He had a moment. Yeah. But you know what? Then the lights start shining a little brighter and you realize, oh, this guy's not ready for prime time. And you're running against literally Mr. Prime time. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're running against the apprentice. You know, it's tough. It's, oh, it's, we're going to have another four years of Biden, aren't we? Jesus. Yes, sir. That's right. Good chance. Yeah. Pretty yeah, good chance. I would say so. It's, it's, God. Yeah. I mean, we're certainly going to have another 2020 election matchup. It's, oh, it's yeah. going to be such a. Yeah, but it's going to be like, it's not going to be like uh, fucking Ali Frazier. 
You know, it's not it's not going to be like that rematch. It's going to be like. Well, it's interesting because 2020 was a like it was about Trump, right? Right. That election was a referendum on Trump. Right. And now this one's going to be a referendum on Biden. And is it going to change the needle at all? I don't know. It's just two worse versions of two already horrible candidates. Right. People. These are probably I mean, people said in 2016 it was probably the two most unpopular candidates. But that might be 2024 <laughs> might yeah. be worse. Because. Yeah. It, <sighs> yeah. It's, it's crazy because so many people who voted for Biden like are like, what the fuck is going on yeah. now? Yeah. You see like the. The UAW union, the United Auto Workers, yeah, they're confused as fuck right now. They don't know what to do. They've been solidly Democrat forever. They've endorsed Biden. And then all these push for like electric vehicles, they're starting to be like, uh, <laughs> yeah, what do we do? Yeah, it's not. And great. you're seeing more people like that. What, what do we think is happening with the debt ceiling, guys? <sighs> Nothing. Nothing. No, nah, it's going to they're going to they're going to pass something. They're going to raise uh, the a second and we're. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, in typical fashion, the Republicans will get a few concessions that won't oh really matter. Oh, my God. We're going to go bankrupt if we're predicting it on this show. It's over. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. They're going to get a few concessions that won't matter. And then everybody's <laughs> going to run their victory laps. Uh-huh. And then Washington's right. going to continue to spend more money. Right. OK. Um, yeah. yeah, that sounds right. Janet Yellen has pushed back her ex date. In line with what every economist I've been listening to has been saying for a long time. So what was the first her date is wrong. June 1st. Now it's June 5th. (laughs) Now it's June 5th. Everybody I've been listening to has been saying June 8th or later. So she's going to keep pushing that date back. Um, So why did she say June 1st? Just to buy herself some time? Yeah, because she wanted to. I don't know, man. She's saying June 1st because. Put some pressure on. But okay. Can you explain to me what I'm not like a big economy guy, but like what happens on the X day? Means they can't pay for everything. That's the first day where everything that we're spending, we don't have the funding for. Yeah. So what happens? So talk to me. Talk they to me to about. Do, then the the secretary of the treasury has uh-huh. to make decisions as to what to stop giving money to. I see. What programs are going to stop receiving money? Uh, and they or, can make those decisions unilaterally, like the the treasury department I'm sure, can do that. I'm sure the president has to be involved. But, that's but the their treasury job. can just decide we're not giving money to school buses anymore. They can just they have decide no choice. That. They have no yeah. money. They have to There's do something. No yeah, but but like they make the call. Yeah. If Congress doesn't make the call, the Treasury Department can just do that. I'm pretty sure they can just shut down Social Security. That's like their it, job. Well, wow. it's not shutting it down. It. They just can't. There. There is no money to give. But they also have a shit ton of money in the Federal Reserve Bank that they could pull out. Just okay. cash. Uh-huh. It'd be like, um, you know, sending money from Venmo to your bank account. Sure. Right. It's sitting there in Venmo. So right. we have a little bit of more extra money they can move around. I'm so sure tell there's me, something. Talk to me about like, because everybody, if you're invested in, in any index funds, you've got like government bonds. Maybe you have savings bonds. Maybe you have T-bills. Maybe you have whatever. Those are. Those are loans from individual people to the government. Those, I'm assuming, just disappear. I don't know. If we default, you mean? Yeah. If a default happens. Let me just say this. We're not going to default. No matter what happens, we're not going to default. I mean, there's there's a few other possible scenarios. Biden could try to invoke the 14th Amendment like he's been saying he will. Um, I think there's a chance that it works temporarily and then gets fought through the courts. 
But in the short term interim, they'll let it work because they'd rather let it work than default and let the courts sort it out later. Alternatively, they could come up with a short deal where they say, okay, we'll 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 raise the debt ceiling just enough to get us another month of time to negotiate. Right? You're right. Um, things like that. There's a few options they can do, but the U.S. is not going to default. I have no fears of a default. And what happens when we default? Uh, our entire economy collapses. Yeah. In short. I mean, the, the because, dollar be, loses value and loses trust. Because I think, of, I think of things exactly like what I mentioned. All of these bonds that people have money in, which, again, your 401ks are invested in these government bonds. They are all gone, in my assumption. I don't know this for a fact. And but haven't the interest rates on those things been incredibly high over the past couple of months? They have been. The shorter-term ones have been a lot lower because of a, a, a scare of default. Okay. I don't think we're going to default. I don't think anybody wants that to happen. So if you have something in a high-earning uh, savings account... Uh, those banks are taking the money that you've deposited in that and have bought what? But some sort of bond from the United States government. That money is supposedly protected by FDIC, but if the government defaults, FDIC probably doesn't have enough money. Those government bonds that your bank has put your money in is gone. I I mean, it's, it's all gone. Mm. In my, I, I mean, this is my worst case scenario. This is the shit that's gone through my mind, and I can't find a straight answer on any of that. Because, well, because I, the, I, I, Rob, I don't think anybody knows what to do in that exactly. scenario because I, the, because the citizens are still owed that money by right, law, right? Right. But if the government doesn't have that money to give, I don't know what happens. Exactly. But um, again, I don't think that's going to happen. I there's also the scenario that some people have been talking about about. McCarthy, you know, because of Matt Gates and some of the other Republican holdouts on his speakership, they've gotten certain concessions from McCarthy, including the ability to recall his position as speaker or force an immediate revote, right? So there are some people who think that it's possible they could try to recall McCarthy if he doesn't raise the debt ceiling, if it gets too desperate. Yeah. However, those same people who would do the recall are the ones who want him to hold out and <laughs> right. probably they probably exactly. want the country to default. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. So right, right. it's kind of tough. Who would they to gauge? Who would they put in? I mean, this is the one of the few moments where you could see a Hakeem Jeffries become speaker with a Republican majority. No like way. MTG. Let me explain why. Let me explain why. Because if they force an immediate revote, every single Democrat without fail is going to vote for Hakeem Jeffries. Right. But so they don't go through the same process that they did last time where they keep voting until they get a majority. I think they I think they would. But I think the Republicans are they can't get their shit together, dude. They are so fractured. So what, some Republicans all, vote for Jeffries. How many Republicans do you need who are more afraid of defaulting than having a Democrat as the speaker? How many Republicans oh, do you actually that's need? that's fair enough, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's at least 15 spineless Republicans. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, there's at least 200. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So I don't think it's actually that far. People are saying, oh, that would never happen. But I don't think it's that far of a stretch, honestly. That's hilarious. Right? I would love that. That would be so fun. I, I, I don't think that'll happen either, though, to be honest with you. I think that would be a very crazy scenario. Yeah. I think you're more likely to see Biden cave and give concessions than you are to see that happen. Right. Yeah, it does kind of feel like 
the black spot would be put on him, right? <sighs> Ultimately, McCarthy is not going to be blamed if the debt ceiling thing doesn't go through no. because it, A, it, the Republicans passed a bill. Sure. And B, the president is always blamed. It, yeah, it's too nuanced a thing to communicate. Like, it's actually McCarthy's fault. And, right. Yeah, no, right. Th- it, throughout history, it's always, nobody even remembers most speakers of the House no. historically. It's but like Newt but, Gingrich, and that's it. Yeah, but Newt did Who? get the blame for shutting down the government. He did. Yeah, in the short term, but, like, I don't think that's not going to be in any history book, dude. Sure it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's absolutely Newt is a, is a very no, important government, figure in terms l- of... Let me just be clear. That government shutdown isn't even going to be in the history books. That's how much of a fucking blip it is. We've had, no, like, no, no, 10 no. government shutdowns since Disagree. Then. Disagree. Monica Lewinsky came out of that government shutdown, so it's always going to have right. a... Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, always yeah, going to yeah. have a point in a history book, yeah. because if it wasn't for that government <laughs> shutdown, Monica Lewinsky would not have been working in the West Wing. She would not have met Bill Clinton, and none of that would have ever happened. It's all Newt Gingrich's fault that Monica Lewinsky got a cigar up her pussy. <laughs> I don't know how to <laughs> react to that timeline of events, but all right. I don't, you know, I, I definitely feel like there's a few more what ifs in there. <laughs> I don't think that's the butterfly effect. <laughs> uh, I think it is. I think it is. What if we had a what if segment on this show? Like we discussed hypothetical things that probably will never happen is and it just inter- see how far we take it yeah is it entertaining enough to discuss like what if a nuclear bomb falls on new york city i, oh, I think we do that literally every show but here's a better idea for a segment what if we take a moment in history like that right and we do the okay. butterfly effect of you know what if i know, see uh, i like 9/11 that 11 didn't happen yeah what, I mean? what if john wilkes booth was never caught right Something like that. Or, yeah. Yeah, I think that might be kind of fun. That might be a good idea. Yeah. I don't... I was I was listening to a podcast recently about the uh, the movie Yesterday from a couple years ago. The uh-huh. Danny Boyle uh, Beatles revisionist history movie. We've given this movie way more podcast airtime yeah, than Yeah, we did just time. talk about it on the other show. That's I true. kind <laughs> of wanted... I remember when that came out, I wanted to see it. I should maybe see it. It's really horrible, but... There is it is, bad? It's really bad because it doesn't do anything <laughs> with the central idea. Like, it's... It, yeah. There is such a better movie hidden in that movie. Oh, that sucks. But there's this whole... I, the, the, the premise is there's some sort of major electrical outage and the main character goes into a coma or gets hit by a car or something and then he emerges and the Beatles don't exist and he's a musician it's my dream universe (laughs) but because he's a musician that remembers all of the songs he records the songs and becomes famous off of the backs of right and in this movie, there are other things that also conveniently don't exist. It's not just the Beatles. So, for example, yeah. cigarettes do not exist in this universe. Nice. But, like, if cigarettes didn't exist, the butterfly effect there would be much bigger than yeah. just the Beatles not existing. Like, right. there would be no tobacco trade. Like, slavery might not exist in this country. Like, the United States as a nation might not. Like, there's all of these fucking things that the movie doesn't play around with. Right. And I would be very interested in, like, taking, you know, taking a moment like that in history and, cool. and really branching it out a little bit. I kind of like, I like that idea. I don't kind of like it. I really It's like a good it, idea actually. for a movie premise, too. Like, that's a really fucking yeah. cool idea. Like, I guess in the movie, cigarettes and Coca-Cola don't exist. And I guess wow. the explanation is 
Lennon and McCartney became friends as boys drinking Coca-Cola and smoking cigarettes. Wow. So they're so, kind of, they're, they're like at a different part of the, the link, you know, yeah. they're another chain. So yeah, like you were saying, there there has to be an explanation as to why cigarettes don't exist, and maybe it's because tobacco doesn't exist. And if tobacco doesn't exist, then all of these industries never happen. Right. Sure. That's crazy. Right. Do cigars exist in this universe, or is it just right. cigarettes? Like yeah. Then Monica Lewinsky didn't happen. Exactly. Lewin- yeah. Thank she, you. That's what I'm saying. She would have taken a crack it? pipe up her pussy. <laughs> oh, <God>. Goodness. <laughs> Should we should we allow the listeners to submit the what if moments? Yes, I li- yeah, yes. Is, is it entertaining enough for us to discuss? Is going to well be if the they key. don't submit anything, then we know it's not entertaining. <laughs> but if they submit something, then we can do it. Let the marketplace what ideas if, sort this out. Yeah. What if the Russians got to the moon first? Oh, that's, that's a show. Right. That's an Apple TV Plus show. <laughs> they made a show about that, Rob. <laughs> And it's awesome. It is. Yeah. So when give us some what back? ifs in terms of, yeah, historical events yeah. or, you know, it can be something a little more abstract, like the cigarette thing, too. You know, this is a great moment for John Blood. This is a made for you, man. It was. Yes. John Blood, <laughs> this is your time. This yeah. is your time to shine. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know in the Discord, John Blood, big listener, he has a historical tidbits um, Substack. Blog, yeah, Substack, yeah, 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 yeah. It's does, so which, fucking interesting too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> I it's, love it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is your moment. Give us, yeah, and yeah. don't be like, what if the fucking U boat was not made out of <laughs> yeah. nuclear material? Like, don't give us that. Don't go like that fucking deep on it. All right. Yeah. Right. Give us. Just be like, what if McDonald's went bankrupt in 1995? Yeah. Just give us yeah. that shit. You know. <laughs> what if Kennedy had never been shot? You know. Yeah. Something. Big. Keep it simple. Yeah. You know, not if fucking Teddy Roosevelt didn't establish well, then the Bobby National Kennedy would have been a, Yeah. If Bobby Kennedy wasn't shot, he would have been a senator, right? Yeah. Where do we go from there? What? What would he have voted for? <laughs> <laughs> he would have taken away the water rights to small streams. <laughs> and we can discuss that for six hours. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, give us some what ifs. I like that. That's a great yeah. idea, Rob. Good idea. Well, no, you you improved on it. You improved well, uh, on naturally, it naturally. Obviously, yeah. I mean, <laughs> come on, it goes without saying, but it's but nice do, for you at least to be involved. I do kind of think that. <laughs> I do kind of think that some some of those interesting things, like what if we had gone to Mars after the moon? Maybe that you know it, things that never would have happened. Are as equally as interesting. Maybe not. I just I don't, don't understand how we haven't colonized the moon yet. I just don't understand why there are not hotels there yet. Yeah, it's it's bizarre that we don't even have an orbiting hotel. Because I remember when I was like in middle school, it was like, oh, the future, <laughs> the future. <laughs> yeah, do the voice effect. Yeah. <laughs> Hold do on. the old timey AM radio. Here, does this sound better? Can you hear me? There it is. <laughs> it's the future. In the future, there'll be orbiting hotels. <laughs> you can take a day trip and orbit the Earth. <laughs> All happening by the year 2000. Now here's Chubby Checker with another number one smash. Uh, You'll have flying cars in the year 2000. You'll be 
be able I, to pop to the grocery store anytime you want. <laughs> I think I mentioned the other day that, or last podcast, that I, I was watching 2001 A Space Odyssey. Uh, yeah, you did, yeah. And it's just so funny how that was supposed to be 2001, and right. we're just getting chat GPT now. <laughs> right. And that whole movie is all about, like, a rogue AI. Yeah, right. Essentially. I mean, it's yeah, so ridiculous. <laughs> no, I, I don't know why we don't have floating, flying hotels, orbiting hotels, or shit on the moon yet. It don't the make funny thing sense. is, the reality of it is... I think those sci-fi predictions of like when we would have this technology, I don't think they were wrong in terms of possible technological advancement. It's not about the technology. It's about the will. Right. It's yeah. about the actual desire of our leaders to do those sorts of things and to push. I mean, the, the Cold War and the space race was a great motivation for technological advancement, as was, you know, World Wars one and two. We haven't had a serious motivation to advance our technology like that no. since the Cold War ended. Yeah. And right now, the, those advancements are not coming from America primarily. It is It is wild to me that the technology that we went to the moon on, I mean, developed by the need for a Cold War space race, mm-hmm. is so wildly different than what we even have now. Like, it's not like we improved on the shit that we took to the moon it's like we built that and went oh th- we need to go this direction maybe rubber bands and string thing. are not the best way to do it right yeah. Yeah, right sure because literally those those computers that were in the apollo uh lunar module they were like literally hardwired like you people were threading copper wire through gates to electronically program manually program the computers with the path that the wire took it it was a much more literal computer right 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 it was a mechanic it was essentially almost a mechanical computer right And, and that's such a different branch than what we have now it's it's bizarre don't you think also part of it too is that these these sci-fi writers uh, miscalculated the stuff that we have the desire to have like sure holograms those are really big in fucking sci-fi movies but like <laughs> yeah. who the hell needs a hologram you know what i mean like there are just some things that seem futuristic quote unquote but practically it's not something that human beings have any desire for you know what i mean well, met, ask Mark Zuckerberg, the metaverse. Exactly. No, that, that, <laughs> that's, I, I yeah. agree with you. No, I think the metaverse, it, it's this, you know, it's become this trendy idea over the last five years. But I think that's another example of something that we've overestimated people's desire to have that. Yeah, for sure. You know, I don't think people want to wear VR helmets all day. No. You know, no. but having but cell phones, you know, having video chats in our pockets, that is something that's valuable. Once um once the once the VR gets good enough though, you will see people who don't take that shit off. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think know. so. Maybe. We see the way some people game. Yeah, I think that's inevitable with any new technology though. You but know? it just needs to get to a certain point where it's actually good enough that it's yeah. better than the alternative, which is just, you know, staring at a screen. Perhaps I also feel like those people will be so out of touch with reality and so sure. depressed and so like I don't know if human brains will be able to deal with 
that radical change. It's just Wally people in there. Yeah, like it'll just exactly. <laughs> it'll just be morbidly obese fucking, you know, hermits. Yeah. That talk to their AI friends all day. Like I like I also yeah. think to a certain extent, like just evolutionarily, if we're talking about keeping the species going, that is going to be in a uh, a roadblock to doing that. I've said for a very long time, I think that the future really if you want to go in terms of a virtual reality, I think it's really augmented reality that people want. Right. People want to yeah. still exist in reality. We just want it enhanced. I, I think that the Google Glasses stuff was way ahead of its time. That's, it was too ahead of its time. It's That's the way problem. Because it would be cool to put on, like, here's what I want to see. Like, I put on a pair of glasses that, you know, look like my normal glasses that I have on now. But then I can see through those glasses, like, it augments, like, your name over your face. So yeah. that I or know who I'm talking to. Or you can, like, translate uh, yeah. like, international road signs or right. whatever. Yeah, or, yeah like, I, want my he- I want my heads up display that displays like my health bar my stamina right exactly right <laughs> maybe how fast you're moving right Vir- like an augmented reality map yeah i Why want like when i'm being, fail, when, I'm being sh- when i'm being shot at i want the little arrows indicators to pop up to tell me what direction exactly. the fire's coming from exactly totally. why did that fail <laughs> i just think that well first off the biggest problem is that only fucking nerds want to wear glasses Exactly. Yeah, and it, it looked like bulky as shit too, right? Yeah, like it, it was looked very like bulky. yeah, it looked like it Revenge clean. of the Nerds. Yeah, there also, was no just, reliable data connection either. That I mean, honestly, we're talking the cell phone networks were still pretty infantile in terms of mm-hmm. capability, so it wasn't it wasn't connected easily. And it, yeah, it was bulky. You had to have like a computer hanging in your back pocket. Just to run all of the it, yeah, it was terrible. 2013 not, is when it first got released. That's crazy. Wow. It's been 10 years. There's no reason now that they can't fit it into a sleek, thin-looking no. pair of glasses, Bluetooth to your phone or whatever. Right. You know. But there's also a question of like what data or what information is important enough to display on that heads-up display, and yeah, also privacy concerns like if you are looking at other people then suddenly it shows you their name <laughs> where are they pull that data from rob like no, that's I, concerning <laughs> i think it's <laughs> right? only i think well that's true that's true so it's like it's not just you know what data is important to people but also how do you get that data and is it ethical is it okay here's not saying nick. that google is an ethical company but here's nick he's allergic to peanuts <laughs> and you hate him Kill him. <laughs> <laughs> that's right dave <laughs> You hate him. <laughs> Must destroy. Reminds me of that robot chicken bit where the girl's like, uh, Mommy, did you know dog spelled backwards is God? And the mom goes, You're very good, Sally. And then Sally turns to the dog and the dog's like, Kill your mom, Sally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, God. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> uh, well, does that do it for us for this week? Yeah, sure. I think yeah. so. Oh, okay. What am I doing? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> We're starting over. <laughs> hey, there we go. Let's redo the show, everybody. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this was listen, this was a this was a commentary packed show. Folks. It was. Only the most hard hitting analysis. <laughs> Holy shit. I felt like uh, we had way more to talk about. 
And I we, did too. I feel like I had some stuff that I was going to bring to the I show. I know. I did too. And then I would get here and it's like, oh, yeah, well, Ron DeSantis is as good as anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, well. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, join our Discord. Yeah. Let us know your revisionist history ideas, your what yeah. ifs. I, I look forward to hearing everybody's horrible idea. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> And uh, we'll try to do some country music game, too, sometimes. So. Yes, I'm itching to do that. Next week, country yeah. music game. And get your uh, pod designations. There you That's go. That's right. 